Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Size Boxing Podcast. I think so. Yeah. It was just, I think, given the surprise of Strickland winning in the fashion that he did, is he shitting the bed the way he did? I think that's the point of it, is he shooting the bird. Yeah. I think I think that's the salient point. I mean, Sean was better than we expected he could be, but Izzy was very poor, to say the least. This is the biggest upset in UFC history since Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey, I think. Really? As far as, like, out of nowhere, like... Nah. Um, you don't think so? Nunez a couple of months back with thingy, I'd say. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Grosso, I guess, beat Shevchenko. Yeah. That was pretty huge. Oh, that one as well, yeah. yeah. That um, what was the other one you said? Uh, Nunez, she got, uh, she got the... Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Recently. She was like, was, was she plus 5,000 or something to, to win that fight? Oh, yeah, she was, I guess, plus 1,000. Uh, that... The Brazilian chick that beat Holly Holm recently? No, beat, that beat Nunez. But that, but that's another one where the odds were pretty long. Is uh, Dos Santos something or other. So today was supposed to be the B-Sides recording... I was going to do it with Drip and I don't know who else, but what if we kind of doubled up on cards here? Or on uh, mm. sports, I mean. That's fine by me. I'd be down. Yeah, so there's going to be quite a bit of boxing we need to cover to get into the two-week thing. So, Are we going to bring Drip on yeah. with us right now? Yeah. Oh, bet. Yeah, he caught a yeah. bit of the UFC card too, so there's oh, a... There's still a bit to wait for him to be able to weigh in on. So, our our outlook goes to the twenty third, and there's the Apex card. Let me see if there's anything. There's the one FC card, which this is supposed to be a really big deal in the Muay Thai circuit. One's just I don't know. Yeah, I think one what. They had going for them is uh, do you remember they, they were everyone was really high on their weight cutting thing you know with their hydration testing that seems to be like the best thing they have but now it's been proven that you can easily cheat those hydration tests just as easily and that the hydration testing doesn't really do anything so they've been outed as sort of frauds to some degree I guess mm. alright so Bellator who watches one uh, if, I think the one my attention to one is really limited to what, like, people that I know are a big deal. Obviously, uh, Demetrius Johnson. Mm. But, like, Rod Tang, I know he's a big deal. Uh, Superlek is a large-ish deal. So for them to be fighting, is that's a big deal. And there's a few guys in the Discord that are really into Muay Thai and kick, kickboxing. There is a Bellator card in Ireland. A Bellator? Uh, yeah. Well, take three guesses who's fighting on that. <clears throat> uh, Johnny Eblen, champion, versus Fabian no, Edwards. This is going to be all um, SBG fighters, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Johnny Eblen, Fabian Edwards, Aaron Pico, Pedro Cavallo, uh, Sinead Kavanaugh versus Sarah Collins. Yes. That's yeah, they're all they're all SBG guys. Our 
Bellator events always numbered because they haven't been around as long as UFC and they've already passed them in numbering. Yeah, but UFC tends to not number most of its events. Like a numbered event is there's gonna there's usually one a month at most, and the numbered events are usually a bit special. I don't really. I don't take much from the fact that they've gone over the UFC's amount of numbered events already. They don't. Maybe they don't have enough of a stable to do, you know, stuff like Fight Night and then Contender Series and Ultimate Fighter, like those two contest shows. Yeah, yeah, they're so huge for the UFC, especially with finding talent now as well. They've got a champion in O'Malley, who came off the Contender Series. I mean, if anything, that's proof, isn't it, that the program works? Yeah, I was actually wanting to ask if the Contender Series is... Like, what's the talent disparity between Ultimate Fighter and the Contender Series? Because it seems like the Ultimate Fighter guys, it seems like they're a little bit better, typically, than the Contender guys. But I'm not sure yeah, if that's I just me. I think the, the Contender Series guys are, like, like fresh off the the conveyor belt kind of thing. Like, they, they just showed up. I see. And... Whereas uh, in the Ultimate Fighter, like half the roster are like vets trying to get back into it, and the other people are like prospects that have like maybe built a name outside of the UFC, and this is their introduction into it. Yo, yo, what? what's up? Oh shit, you're here. Oh, history. All right. Oh, yeah, I was kind of waiting for you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah kind of stuck in. Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of a hybrid thing here. B-sides, the boxing review ends on the 2nd, and UFC is the 9th, so we've got a good timeline there. Holy shit, how do we, um, how do I introduce this? Because this is the ultimate fucking casual, but we're also the B-side of the, of the event. How do we do this? <laughs> the ultimate uh, casual. That's me, ultimate. I'm Leo. We, we get it introduce it like it's like a bellator versus ryzen event <laughs> and the two sides are coming together for an epic promotion it's yeah the ultimate b-side casual <laughs> i think oh, that's there you go. yeah the ultimate b-sides yeah that's that's gonna do it okay so yeah we're doing a little bit of a hybrid thing here um i the results of ufc 293 were such that we had to jump in a week early couldn't wait to let that one stew so with the timelines of how everything's working out so the review bit for mma we're only going to be doing the ufc 293 because that's all we got but um the boxing part of it extends back to the 26th so let's start with our little intro bits we already talked about this on the last episode of uh ultimate casual was fury and ganu and Nganu is being now is now being trained by Mike Tyson. So is for... that real or are they just doing PR shit? Yes. Oh, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's Tyson versus Tyson. It's a bit. Oh. Yeah. I think probably a bit of both. I actually just saw like this morning. It was like um a shared post from Sean Strickland's coach. Uh, what was his name? Nick something. I think I forget his name, but. It was Sean Strickland's coach doing pad work with um, Naganu and, and uh, Tyson in the background. So maybe it's like half PR, but also like kind of half true. 
So when Nathan and I discussed this last week, it, I was of the mind that this is Mike Tyson probably being uh, more of a strategy type of coach. Get that like that blitz sort of approach to get in quick, get into position as quickly as possible for Nganu to land his very heavy hands. Now, based on what we saw out of Strickland against Adesanya, I mean, the fucking striking works. Mm -hmm. So that does kind of put it into a bit of a new light. But Nathan, you weren't you weren't as keen on this pairing, if I recall correctly. No, not a, not for any kind of like, like this is not a, a a valid pairing to like get him to actually box in a way that'll help him win. Like I feel like if anything, he's just gonna burn himself out quicker. Not that I don't I don't think there is a trainer out there that could get Nganu ready for this fight in the short of notice. But like, you would think a better strategy would be to maybe use his length, right? Don't don't burn yourself out in the first two rounds. It's like cool you might catch him but this guy also has the best chin in boxing so like even if you do catch him it doesn't mean anything if you can't put him down for good so i i do question how how effective tyson's strategies will be in this fight especially with someone who he's got a completely different style than mike like, he's not going to come out in a peekaboo or anything like that yeah, he's not going to suddenly right. bang the body and start throwing you know short inside uppercuts that's like that's not going to happen and is Ngan would Ngannou's power is it commensurate with Deontay Wilder? Just I guess like for like, not necessarily thinking about skill sets and sports and which it, sport they are in. It's probably comparable. I think Deontay hits harder because it seems like he will he slumps people sometimes even worse than Ngannou, and he's wearing like twelve ounce gloves or ten ounce gloves compared to Ngannou's like four ounce gloves. So. You know, it, it, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Nganu came out and looked like less powerful. Like if the if that padding takes maybe the edge off, but I mean, he still knocks guys into orbit. I mean, yeah. he's he and Wilder are very very similar power types. The for the uh, one key difference between the two sports is the obviously the four ounce gloves are smaller, so you do get more. I don't know, there's more hand involved, but the uh, from what I've heard, from what, you know, like from what accounts relate that that because of that, because of there's not nearly as much taping, they're typically more hesitant to throw their hands as hard as they possibly can because it's more likely to break versus right. the 10 ounce 10 8 or 10 ounce gloves plus all that taping and the taping is such that it turns your hand into a club and you're like you're locked in there's not a whole lot of chance of breaking something unless you have you know brittle hands like mayweather or in a way i'm i don't i'm not a fan of cross sport Let, let's take it let's take a good previous example here before connor fought floyd everybody was saying about i, I know like a lot of it was hype and that but a lot of people saying, oh, he's going to stop him in four rounds. He hits too hard, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we get in there and it seemed like Conrad almost no power. So I don't, I don't like comparing between the two sports. I don't like, like you say, I think having the smaller gloves, well, I don't know. It's different, isn't it? Like if you yeah. guys have boxed before, if you put proper boxing gloves on and proper wraps, it feels completely different to like what four rounds used to. I don't think Gingano hits anywhere near as hard as Wilder. We've got so many examples of Wilder being a, 
a legit one-punch concussive knockout artist. With Nganu, basically we've got him chinning a lot of washed, weathered, very already knocked out MMA fighters. I'm not sure it's commensurate. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to look at it then. Huh. Now, uh, you know, that's enough of uh, Tyson Fury's circus show talk. It's already more than he <laughs> fucking deserves. Now, Spence, Errol Spence, reactivates his rematch clause. I think we mentioned it briefly last week on uh, Casual. So now we get to dig into it a little bit more. Um, I want to start with Drip. Have you been paying attention to how Spence has dealt with the the first loss honestly not much since after the fight <clears throat> i will say though i think it might be too soon to reactivate it i would say it, i think if it was a more competitive fight then an immediate rematch clause would have made more sense but given the performance kind of like spence gave i think maybe a win or two under his belt kind of build his confidence back up and then do the rematch would have been a better choice but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just too soon for immediate rematch, just based off how the fight went. Like, it was a one-sided domination. Yeah, it definitely was. The only thing is, I think, like, from a mentality perspective, he does seem to be taking it pretty decently. He mm -hmm. unplugged, whisked away, <laughs> you know, with his wife and kids, and they're, like, he just unplugged, decompressed, and uh, really had some time to ruminate. Yeah, he, he took it well. Like, he wasn't complaining. He said yeah. the better man won. Like, he took it well. Probably, you know, better than most. Take a loss like that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, Chief, do you think it's too soon? Is this going to go the same way? This is difficult for me because obviously everyone knows I'm a super spent star. And I was <laughs> coping extremely hard. Yeah, I think he should go straight back into it. I think we all know here, even, even the Bud fans among us, know that Spence didn't perform on the night. We didn't get the super fight that we were promised, or that we anticipated anyway. And yeah, I'm happy he's doing it again straight away. Plus, I, it it would be nice for him to maybe get a couple of wins under his belt and then do the rematch. But how are you even going to enforce that in contracts? I mean, it's it's a troublesome for me to uh, think about. Typically, the rematch clauses are for the immediate next fight, yeah. not for yeah. have yeah, a few sure. in That's between. That's what I mean. Yeah. Hmm. What, yeah, yeah what... I kind of agree with I, I really do agree with Spence jumping back in it just for the reason of you don't you don't get guys like Terrence Crawford under contract often like that <laughs> caliber of fighter yeah you've got him locked up you have a fight with him it's like you don't want to walk away from and it's not just like a money thing it's like that fight may never come around again like it's very possible if he were to skip that he go that crawford goes to fight mel he goes to fight canelo and he just retires and it's like you never get the chance again so i think if you if you think they can get it to 154 and you think you can do better there just fucking go for it man that's, that's a good point there actually the rematch needs true, yeah. to be 154 doesn't it but that's assuming yeah, that crawford I, lets it i think he, he gets will, to though. pick the he, weight he has not said anything mm. i mean he could obviously change his mind we've seen him go back and forth all the time but Ever since it's been floated, he's like, yeah, it was hard for me to make 147. And, you know, we know he has aspirations to fight at higher weights. He wants to fight Mel next. So he may just let him do it and say, well, I just whooped your ass. Let's do it again. Yeah, I'll just whoop your bigger ass this time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, Bomek, 
is arrested in Manchester. This isn't. Uh, there's not a whole lot <laughs> to go on here. This, is a good one. this fucking dude brought a. He had a fucking gun with him when he went to the UK. But I'm. Did we get more details on it, or just what we know from before? This is all I know about it. Is he had a gun in his bag that he was trying to check, yeah, right. and then he he got popped for a. He didn't have the, uh, he, unironically, he didn't have the carry gun and bag license from the UK. Yeah. Because that's all he, he, he needed. <laughs> he actually needed a license to do that and he would have been fine. He didn't have it. So. Uh, oh, man. Wonder, did he go there with the gun? Like, from the States to the UK with a gun? Like, yeah, it private? seems so. Like, like, we need more backstory on, like, what really happened. Where did this gun come from? Did Spence think... plant it? <laughs> yeah, it might, maybe. I did hear one conspiracy theory from RGF that, that this is Crawford's way of getting out of paying Bomac his part is planning a gun on him so he gets stuck in the UK for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bomac. Did, was he worried someone? Uh, I don't want to make fun of him as like for being like a bigger portly guy. Uh, just, this I, is just a really dumb up. fucking move. Like you're going to Can the I, UK. because he's doing it to himself? Please yeah. let me. Yeah, Can please. I shame him for that? He's a big boy, he's a big math, let's say, just say that. Dude, what's the charge? Like, what, possible five years? Or oh, five, five, five to ten that. years. Because <laughs> so I know, I know there, I was reading where it says, like, if it's a loaded gun, like a full clip, it's a lot more, like, um, it's a lot worse for charge, so it's per not playing his favorite. Extra time per round. I think so, yes. I think we have that law in the UK. Um, Alright, so moving on from BOMAC, maybe, not, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what you're thinking to take a gun to the UK. Like, what is he going to do? Just use it on, like, I don't, I, like, I what? don't, like, <laughs> he's not going to London, he's not going to get stabbed by everyone. Hey, it was a joke. Alright, so let's move into the review section for the boxing side of the house. So, on Saturday, August 26th, in Rokla, Poland, Oleksandr Usyk, the unified heavyweight champion, stops Daniel Dubois in round 9. Drip, I think we talked about this, this that it was pretty much going to be Usyk styling on Dubois. That's what we were expecting. And Dubois yep. seems like he had, like for the first couple of rounds, first few rounds, he, he really seemed like he came in with the intention of winning before kind of folding. Do you think, was it the, the supposed low blow that might that took the wind out of his sails? I think that along with just Usyk overwhelming him eventually. Like Dubois had like moments of success, like just flashes of success. But I think the dick punch and I guess him thinking he got cheated out of that kind of killed his morale afterwards and just got overwhelmed. Nathan, did you, would, was it a dick punch? Or was this like the um, caught the cup at a weird angle kind of thing? Yeah, it did look like it. I mean, it was very, very close. Um, but it did look like, because the punch came from a pretty low angle, it looked like it did catch the cup on the way up. So even though it landed sort of on the belt line where you'd expect it to be okay, it it caught enough of it to be considered low, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, like that's... Not intentional, but just... Yeah, yeah, it didn't it look hit. intentional. Like, the second kick that we were talking about last week, it just caught the cup enough to really a, mess with the family jewels. It was just a weird punch. It was, like, just a low uppercut in a weird way. It feels like a straight right, 
that I would say was definitely a clean punch, but it was like a weird uppercut right to the dick. Either way, Usyk gets the stoppage, and what... That was his WBA mandatory, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that satisfies his other two. Regardless, it doesn't seem like his next fight is going to be Tyson Fury. Fuck him, first of all. It's... But... They're never fight yeah, I think it's... Be honest. You don't think so? Yeah, that's it's never nah, happened. not. It's never happened. I think he's either getting the winner of Joyce, Joyce and Zhang. Yeah. Or he's going to get Wilder. Because I think Wilder is serious about fighting someone big again. And we keep going back and forth on the, if he's going to fight Joshua at all. But if, if the Joshua fight falls through, I think Wilder will, will try and get a Usyk fight. And I think Usyk will give it to him. The Ruiz fight yeah. fell through, didn't it? It did, uh, but Ruiz yeah. was apparently asking for like a ton of money. Yeah, he priced himself out of it. You wanted like $20 million. How long have they been talking about doing that fight as well? It's like literally been like nearly a year it's been yeah and that one had been in the works when uh ruiz first beat fought last yeah anthony joshua and they had wilder there and they were both sitting together talking about like yeah we can absolutely let's do that (laughs) yeah i I think ruiz wilder would be a fun fight to watch too so kind of sucks that one's not getting made yeah that would be a decent uh, decent decentish step up from uh hellenius Dennis Branchik versus Anthony Yigit. I didn't see it, but that was a UD. Yigit drops a UD. The only thing I know about this was the way that Yigit was trying to get some treatment for his, uh, like, some cuts that he had, and the stadium staff was not very helpful. (laughs) They just told him to fuck off? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, That's pretty wild. Let's move on to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jared Anderson stops Andre Rudenko in the fifth. There's not a whole lot on this card that might be worth pointing. Well, you know what? Let me. Let's do the old uh, ultimate casual version. Let's go from the bottom up. So, Nico Ollie Walsh loses a majority decision. Yikes. The, yeah, the, the, the chat I remember was of the mind that top rank has had enough of your shit and so you're you have to win this on your own merits we're not gonna you know line the line the right pockets so to speak uh is this the end of muhammad ali's grandson are you insinuating there's corruption in top level boxing oh <laughs> who would who would make that kind I, of i don't know i don't believe it i, I don't know i don't think a neat i we were talking about Drip and I was like, Nico is pretty is bang fucking average, so I'm not well, sh- I'm not sure what people yeah. were expecting. It's bang average, but I don't think it's the end of his career because his last name's just gonna take him. Well, not last name, sorry, his first last um, name. Yeah, first <laughs> last name is gonna take him pretty far. Mm. Well, his his grandfather had five whole losses, so I think he's got four more chances to screw up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a cat. Because <laughs> I mean, he, he could win. He could lose these next four fights and then win his next like forty eight, and he'd be even with his his grandfather. I mean, it, it could happen. Yeah, that's that's actually a good way to look at it. If we're gonna if we're gonna yeah. be constantly comparing him comparing the two for whatever reason yeah i mean he's got big shoes to fill so good luck does this mean that there needs 
to be another war for Nico to refuse to participate in? Oh yeah, that's gonna be the the Ukrainian one that's about to we're about to get drafted into. Yeah, given gonna... a year or so, we're about to get deployed, boys. Yes, we're going up to World War Three with that, and Nico's not gonna go, and he's gonna he's not gonna be able to fight. Abdullah Mason, a lightweight <laughs> prospect, gets another win. UD in six over Caesar Villaraga. Um, I really like Abdullah Mason. He's um, one of my favorite prospects right now. So uh, keep on the lookout for him. He's he's doing pretty good things. Bakadir Jalalov, KO1 over Ono Ewariame. Well done, man. Yeah, I, I would have fucked that up. Yeah, uh, I took some time before <laughs> over the last few days to really practice that one. <clears throat> but Jalalov, he's kind of like one of the heavyweight prospects that's coming up. He's from Uzbekistan, if I'm not mistaken. And there's somebody in Discord that is super high on him. Like, I don't know if it's a bit or like, if it's a gimmick, but I don't know. Is, are they seeing something that I'm not? Is it Alls? It's probably him, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Not Alls. He's not. He's not smart yeah. enough to do a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he just rides with Brits, and that's pretty much yeah. it. Or anti-American. Well. Anti-Americans, exactly. That's pretty much it. It's if it's a Brit versus an American, obviously it's going to be the Brit. Anyone else versus an American, he picks whoever else. But I'm not sure what the Jalalov's all right is kind of the best way I can put it. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really seeing seeing the hype here. Like I wouldn't put him to beat Joe Joyce at any point of their careers. Who I mean, <laughs> Joe Joyce has exactly had the uh, you know he's not exactly going to have the most illustrious career when we look back at it after he's finished, is it? <laughs> no. You know he's he's come to boxing right. very late. <laughs> you know. It's, it's maybe they could have. No, maybe they could have Joe Joyce uh, revive the joy of painting and uh, replace Bob <laughs> Ross. Or he could have like a quadrilogy with Zhang that just goes down in history. It's one of the best. I'm down ever. for that. I'm down for Honestly, that. Honestly, yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. That's a bit of me. Uh, Xi Jinping and the PM of the UK are both like, this is how it's going to be settled. We're, we're not involved with China. What about? Well, well, we will be in the world war when oh, Russia like sides a... with China. We're not on your side, bro. You'll be whooping our ass a lot 20 years in boxing. We're not going to be fucking back in you a lot. Now, F.A. Ajagba wins via disqualification in the fourth uh, <laughs> versus uh, Zan Kosobutsky. This one was... I, what were they fucking... What, was the, what were the fouls that were being called? Because they were both excessively grabbing, hitting low. It was a disgusting fight to watch. Uh, who who was doing what? I don't really I didn't really understand. Uh, Zahn was just laser on the fucking on the meat, bro. My oh. man was pounding pounding his meat like a butcher. And then I don't know about excessive holding. I didn't I didn't see too much of that. Maybe I just missed it, but Zahn was just relentlessly dick punching, like willingly too. That's right. At the end, they were. Um, who was the the famous dick puncher? Was it Galata? Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did remember. I do remember them making a. Well, it, it was weird because like 
after DQ, Zahn's team was like celebrating. I was like, do they know what happened? I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird. Like they wanted to get out the fight or something. Yeah. Yay, we get to go home early. I don't know. <laughs> and we get paid? Yeah. And now we're still getting paid because we gave FA some work. All right. Poor fight. So is is based on how much FA was not he wasn't doing as well as you'd like to see for him to be supposedly climbing the heavyweight ranks again. I don't know if he's struggling with Kasabutsky. I'm not really sure what their what top rank is expecting him to do. Oh, um, yeah, tough call. I mean, I guess the the Zan fight was kind of like a hard take to base it off of, just because it was a dirty, dirty fight. Yeah. Okay. Now the main event: Jared Anderson KO five over Rudenko. Nathan, you and I, drip. I'm not sure, but you can if you are, please chime in. We're some fucking red-blooded, red, white, and blue-blooded motherfucking patriots. I want Jared Anderson to be the next big fucking deal. I want to have, I want to believe that he can be an American heavyweight with that has good success. Do you think he's going to be? Yeah, easily. I just think, I don't want to say they got to start like pushing forward a little more, but definitely start increasing the competition. I'm not saying feed him to AJ like next month, but like that uh that last fight with Andre, it just looks like Jared Anderson was just like being out punching bag the whole time just for those five rounds. Yeah, I agree the um he's got a really good chance to mm -hmm. succeed. I think he will hold a belt at some point. It's really hard to see how he does it unless he has some like personal issue or injury because the current crop of heavyweights that are dangerous, they're you know, on the way out, yeah. you know, you give it two more years. Right. I mean, who's standing in his way? Like a Jogba, like might genuinely be his best competition. Um, Zhang? Zhang maybe, but he's old too. Yeah, he's old as shit. Like 30s. Yeah. You know, Jalo. so it's like. It'd be like Dubois. They're the same age, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he would do, he would do Dubois so dirty. Uh, he would take his hat off. I mean, it, fucking Usyk, not them with a yeah, jab. It would be like a diet Usyk performance yeah, anderson's got a bright future it's just i mean he's young too so he's like what 24 25 years old the heavyweights this age are now like mid to late 30 some of them i think aj and fury are like the youngest ones and they're in mid, so, mid 30s yeah so i mean i think once this like round of heavyweight retires i could see anderson just being like the top dog this is gonna sound like a weird take but I think the guy that they really don't need to put him with, like aside from the guys like Wilder or, you know, AJ, is like someone like Andy Ruiz, who's got like actually faster hands than him. I feel like he would not cope very well in that kind of fight. But, you know, Ruiz is also at the tail end of his career. That fight probably never happens. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Um, Ruiz is pretty good in the pocket. Did I hear that Jared Anderson already has another fight booked? And, I didn't hear anything and about it, that. It was supposed to be on it. the Shakur Frank Martin card. May, I don't know, Ooh. but which obviously that card is canceled. We'll talk about that a bit later. But this, if I recall correctly, he was supposed to be. He turned. He was doing another quick turnaround, and yeah, this three to four fights a year. This is fantastic when you're fighting dudes like Andre Rudenko and mm -hmm. the like, or Fa Ajagba. But I don't know. Once you start stepping up in the competition you're not going to be able to take those kinds of difficult more drawn out battles and turn it around in three months and do it again 
Right. I mean, that's the thing too. Like, realistically, who do we think is like Anderson's next opponent? Like, as a step up. Uh, it's gonna probably be like a lateral move more than anything, more than a step up. All right, let's move on from this card. I just wanted to mention this one briefly. In Bangkok, Thailand, Vincent Astrolabio wins by stoppage in the 11th over Nawafon Kaikana. This was a WBC bantamweight eliminator. I only mention it because Santiago won the WBC title on July 29th, and Astrolabio is now his mandatory. So, something to keep your eyes on. That's coming up. Now, September 2nd. In Manchester, where Bo Mack got arrested because he was trained. He was, I, I didn't even know that he started training Chris Eubank. I didn't know about that. We'll get to that just real quick. Michaela Mayer, she won, wins by points. Um, it took me a second to re- figure out what that was, but they didn't have judges. It was just the referee and his scorecard. So she won on the, the only scorecard that was there. Now, Chris Eubank stops Liam Smith in 10. Chief this, o- is, this isn't Chris Newbank. This is Chris Newbank. <laughs> All right. Well, that's actually exactly what I was going to ask. Like, Chief, I want to start with you. Is this is Bomac making Chris Newbank? Is this like a <laughs> career rena- late career renaissance? So we've gone from the Eubank that's trying to be like his father to the Eubank that's trying to be like Roy Jones Jr. And now we're going to have a Eubank that's Bomacified. Big Found his own Bank. way. Hey. It didn't go so well for Bomac last time he took a late replacement. Well, he took a, he took a late fighter on, was it Khan for the Brook fight? But looks like he managed to get the best out, out of Chris, but I think Liam was fairly poor on the night. Yeah, um, he I don't didn't think look very good. Chris being great. Yeah, I don't think he was there. But, and, but that's what uh, Eubank said of their first fight. Is And Eubank immediately started talking about uh, Kel Brook for some reason, but also Connor Benton, like getting that one reignited. Oh, they're uh, going to try and make the event like 100%. Yuck. What's happening next? It'll be pay-per-view in November on the Zone. He's got the date and everything. Yeah. I'm trying to see, because Chris Eubank does not seem very interested in a title shot. He seems to be more interested in money fights. He also did call for Golovkin, for whatever the fuck been, reason. Leave the old man alone. Yeah, yeah this he's, dude he's is retired, man. He's been chasing Golovkin for like ten years now. Like, do you, in fact, he's nearly ten years. Do you remember when uh, when Brook fought Triple G? Uh, you really? To fight, yeah, that yeah. Was when about... Brook fought Triple G, I don't recall that. 20... When Brook fought Triple G, Eubank was meant to fight him, but they pulled that like they wouldn't. I, yeah, I remember that. This minute. Yeah. yeah. So that was nearly ten years ago, right? Yeah, that was like twenty four. No, I think it was like twenty fourteen. I'm pretty sure. Um, Either way, it was a long time ago. It was 15 ago. or 16, because yeah. it was before the the Canelo fights. And the mm. Canelo fights were in 17. Yeah, I think, the first it, I think it's 16. So, the contemporary champions are... Johnny Beck and Gualtieri are unifying two of the titles. Carlos Adames has the interim WBC. Doesn't look like Jermall is coming back anytime soon. So, for all intents and purposes, he is the WBC champion. And Erislandi Lara is the WBA champion. He's fighting Danny fucking Garcia for some reason. So I'm not sure what they're... Yeah, that's a weird fight. Yeah. Those old heads, man, they've been around for a while. Chris Eubank chasing the fucking egghead is... N- I, that's a weird one. I guess it's it's the money thing, right? Has to be. I hope, mm-hmm. ben, I hope ben faces him, beats him, and then pots the steroids after. <laughs> that would be hilarious. 
Oh, bro, not the PEDs again. <laughs> it's like it's like our cheat code over in Britain is the PEDs. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, so so do we think we're getting a third fight between Eubank and Liam Smith, or is it done? No, I don't no, think no, so. Yeah, it's good. Well, I don't think so. Yeah. That would be one of the worst trilogies of all time if they did that. <laughs> yeah. Last thing on the boxing side of the house, there was a pro box card on the sixth, uh, which I didn't catch the names of it, but there were some good scraps on it. So, you know, if you're not tuning into pro box TV, you're just not addicted to fighting sports like I am. So, <laughs> that actually might be a good thing if you're not tuning in. Let's move over to UFC. Here we are. UFC 293. From the bottom up, I have some notes on the first three. Tyson Pedro, Chiefs pick, gets the stoppage in one. Yes. So, Tyson, <laughs> uh, Nathan, I just put you there just because it's the opposite one. It's You didn't call that one at all. I'll take the L anyway. <laughs> Tercali was, uh, he was a contender series guy, and his uh, one-two was what set up the win hands are heavy so that's pretty cool justin taffa is chief's pick stoppage and one over austin lane well i got another one right well i i thought i only got like the men and like one more right uh <clears throat> you i think you got them all right oh no tied to we lost a last so no nah, i didn't i only we, got two mm. yeah nathan got two yeah, we kind of split so taffa this was a rematch right the first one was ended on an eye poke so it was a no contest and there was another eye poke, but Justin Taffa ended up uh, beating the shit out of Austin Lane. That was that was fun. Uh, maybe go back to being a defensive end instead. Man, okay, I keep fucking up names. Manel Cop. It's not Cape, which I thought it would be because he's Portuguese, but no, he's from uh, Angola. <sighs> anyway, he gets the UD over uh, Felipe dos Santos. Um, I had noted that round one, a lot of fun exchanges. I think Dos Santos went down in round one, but he was still super game. Coffee is not Wait, no, that's not the way you say it. It's co what is it? I've already forgotten. It's cop. Cop. Okay. <laughs> Messing me up. <laughs> it's, it's cop. It's no, cop. man, he's, uh, he's, I think he's one we need to keep an eye on as he moves up the rankings. Like, he's, like, I don't know if you guys saw his press conference, but he's, like, a little unhinged. There's something, there's a couple screws loose, and I think... In, in UFC compared to most sports, like that's kind of an advantage. Whereas like in other sports, it might makes you prone to being reckless and you know making a mistake in the heat of the moment. Like this guy, I think he turns that into fuel, and it just it it makes him better. Yeah, that unhinged hate fuel showed out in his little post fight interview when he was talking about Kaikara France's whole team. Oh yeah, he he did drop a couple gamer words, didn't he? Yes, he did. Refer to them as uh, cigarettes. Mm. Whoa, yeah, buddy. For no reason. Twenty twenty-three. There's a dude on the prelims that did the same thing. Huh. So somebody... I'm I'm kind of shocked that you're telling me that a fighter on a card that had Sean Strickland used that word and it wasn't Sean Strickland. That's <laughs> I kind of blows my mind. <laughs> that is all the betting odds on that. That must be insane. Because every time Sean goes near a mic, I just automatically expect to hear an N-word pop out of his mouth. Sean Strickland just lets his intrusive thoughts win. <laughs> we'll definitely have to go over the uh, that post-fight interview when we get to that fight. But <laughs> uh, Moving up to the co-main, I have this one backwards. But Tai Tuivasa gets submitted into 
by Alexander Volkov, ranked 6th and 8th respectively. Volkov is like Tyson Fury size versus uh, Tuivasa, who's not. <laughs> Uh, he's he looked like a little bit of an Andy Ruiz in there by comparison. Ah, uh, he's just he's Maori, isn't he? They they seem to put on fat like quite comfortably. You ever yeah, seen, I, mean, I think that's true for most of the islanders. islanders yeah, um, most yeah. islanders are like that. And I can tell you from playing rugby against them, it is impossible to hurt people from New Zealand. They don't feel pain, honestly. Yeah, well, when you charge up with the with the haka in the back, you yeah. can't be touched. It made made me sad seeing Volkov win because we all know he's a Putin agent, right? <laughs> he has to be. Yeah, according to uh, American hero Derek Lewis, he sure is. <laughs> Derek Lewis and Sean Strickman are like the Iron Man and Captain America of the, <laughs> <laughs> the redneck it's white couple... America. <laughs> <laughs> the American racist Avengers, Derek Lewis and Sean uh, If someone said describe America and they showed us Sean Strickland and Derek Lewis, it wouldn't be too far off. Yeah, like that. fuck, yeah. that's accurate. It, it makes is. me mad how accurate that is. They carry the soul of our nation. <laughs> ah, for better or worse. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Derek Lewis is very correct. The balls do get hot. I can attest to this being in Phoenix. <laughs> okay, main event here. Israel Adesanya, the champion at middleweight, loses a unanimous decision 4-1 to one, to Sean fucking Strickland. Woof, woof, woof. Did anybody... Okay, so Nathan, we were talking about this last week. All of... So we had... Uh, I started it with, you know, like, all of our speculation on how Sterling would have lost to O'Malley is based on him being a fucking idiot. And then, did Adesanya adopt one of the... One of your fucking idiot plans that you laid out for him? He he kind of did. He uh, he put on his best Rigo impression. Yep. And he got just a little too impa or not too patient, I suppose. He yeah. was like getting too picky with his shots, and he wasn't. You know, I feel like I've seen this. Oh, I, did, I definitely did not expect him to lose this fight, but he has this. I really have something against fighters that just take their foot off the gas in the middle of a fight. And this is like obviously this is not the first time he's done it. He's done it in like both times he's lost against uh, Jan and against Prayer. We saw this where he's doing good and then he kind of just falls back in. This is just going to be a kickboxing, you know, match. And he kind of just lets it go to a decision. And he did it against Cannoneer. He did it against Vittori. He did it against Romero. That's just not a good tendency to have because what happens when you're in a fight like this and you get rocked right in the first round? And that's your comfort style is to default and try to use your length and your kicks. It's just not a good matchup against a guy like Sean that's just going to walk towards you the whole fight. And even if he's not landing bigger shots, he's probably landing more shots. And he's got the cardio to do it for the entire fight. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't racks know, up just, points, if nothing else. Right, and that's that's how he beat him. He, yep. he just kept racking up points. And Israel just seemed content to let it happen. It's almost like um, Izzy sort of just auto-relies on that. I, I hate this trope in fighting, but to beat the champ, like, you know what I mean? To beat, to win the title, you've got to take it from the champ type thing. You know, that sort of expectation that if you're the champ, you can kind of coast a little bit 
and the other guy's the guy who's got to bring it to you, and you will still win. I fucking hate that part. mentality so much. I hate that, yeah. That's the worst thing I ever. fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah, but it does definitely <clears throat> happen in uh, MMA as well. In fact, I think I think in some aspects to a, more of a degree, because you think of the way some guys weaponize wrestling and sort of grappling just to sort of hold guys down to the floor so they can't do anything while not trying to advance position. It's kind of a similar um, aspect of fight. We talked about that with Rose's last fight, her previous yeah. uh, uh, title attempt or title fight and how that's what she was trying to do and that her coach was just tell her, oh yeah, just yeah, keep doing that. You're doing good. It's yep, a game plan. Stick to it. Maybe dating so... your coach is not the best idea. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Should we not get into the uh, relationship between them two on the we podcast? We did. We did already. Oh, oh, no. oh, spicy. Uh, I was going to say, oh. Let's, let's continue. I, how are you going to pull your, like, you pull your fight, your fighter's your girlfriend, your wife, you pull her out of the fight early, and then she's like, what, do you look at that. You finish the fight early, <laughs> you finish everything early, don't you? <laughs> I saw something earlier today where apparently Izzy wasn't like listening to his corner during the fight and apparently during training too. Because I was saying last night, it seemed like there was just no urgency coming from his corner and just no sense of, hey, you're losing the fight. You got to pick it up. I mean, he had some flashes of success, but apparently, I don't know how true it is either that he just wasn't listening to his team during like the fight and during the training camp. After the first round, I, it did seem like he did because he uh, he got caught very clean and he went down from as a result. Mm -hmm. He did didn't seem that rocked. I don't know if it's just like his face and he can just really he's really stoic and can hold it back. But regardless, he goes to the corner and the corners tell like they were describing what happened to him, and then they go, okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. I like, he was processing what they were telling him and it seemed like he was receptive to it but that was just after round one i i wasn't really paying attention to the between rounds afterwards well, they did also do that weird thing where he said he wouldn't do a post-fight interview he just let his coach do it for him like that was kind of weird that's, he's like that's kind of hey, weird yeah just go talk to my coach like what do you mean i don't know that, that seems kind of odd yeah he seemed gracious at defeat i don't know why the fuck he refused the interview he, did he review someone in the ring? Because um, I've only... Is that what he did in the ring? He told them to speak to his coaches? I think that's what happened, yeah. yeah I don't only, think he talked uh, at all in the ring. He, he went to the post-fight press conference and he sat there for like a second <clears> or two. He said something and then he just sort of fucked off. There's definitely something wrong with him, isn't there? Definitely. I wonder if like, the, uh, the Peraria loss kind of just like still like haunts him a little bit. Maybe. He definitely doesn't have that air of striking superiority over everybody else now because we've he, just seen Strickland a guy who let's be honest he's not very pretty on the eyes but what he does is effective yeah and everybody thought Izzy surely has got the he's got the fight IQ to be able to neutralize this guy and then he sort of couldn't do anything all fight I mean it's you could Izzy. say that he does but once he got caught clean by Strickland he, does. he was like uh, fuck me I I okay so I can't just try to use my superior acumen to over overcome this because like his swarming is gonna work it works and he held back way it too was, much it yeah, was just it, odd that like 
he only dictated not dictated face sorry he only like had like some urgency the last two minutes of the fight but like fourth third round fourth round like he still just had one pace of just waiting for a counter punches you're never gonna win a fight against someone who's out striking you just winning on a counter punch he may have caught like ap with it clean on that short right hand but his team should have been like hey he's out striking you it's a third stuff. round you gotta like be aggressive you gotta just get in there and be a dog yeah in the, in the last round be a zombie he, you might say <laughs> did he try one knockout shot i think like the last two minutes of the fifth round he just kind of went for broke but strickland again just too relentless just went in there and stopped it i think i think strickland had enough energy saved up from the previous rounds to be able to be like right if i need to if i need to ward a shot off here i can probably survive it right exactly yeah. and I wonder if part of it is just like mentally he just buys his own hype too much because he in the his like kind of build up initially in the UFC he was billed as this like striking savant and they did the whole passing of the torch fight with like Anderson Silva like this is the yeah. next great amazing striker and but is I he think, though? <laughs> I, well, I mean, <laughs> but is he though? Is he though? I, I don't watch too much UFC like I'm definitely getting more into it now recently but I just haven't seen so much of Izzy's fights until like recently, so he he's undeniably talented, but he doesn't have it's like he's almost too proud to adjust, or maybe he just doesn't have that dog in him because he, the one time I ever saw him really dig deep, well there's two times I guess, the Gastelum fight and the second Pereira fight. Uh mm -hmm. but you don't see that much from him. Like you don't see like I need to adapt right now or I'm gonna lose. Or you don't see just a willingness just to throw down and just throw caution into the wind. I was gonna say, do you guys think like him and his, maybe not his team, maybe just like him, he kind of undermined Sean Strickland a little too much and just didn't train enough, or it was just a bad night? I think City kickboxing are too, they're too good to do that. Mm -hmm. I uh, I think it was about, maybe he had an injury, or maybe there's something going on in his personal life, I'm not, that's what it looked like to me, it looked like, <laughs> it looked like he didn't want to be in the cage, let's be honest, no, I, I know it's, I know we're laughing about it, but. No, you said didn't. something going on in his personal life, I was like, oh, oh well. well. Who, who let the dogs out? Yeah, who let the dogs yeah. out of that one? <laughs> that was unfortunate. I thought, I really did expect better from Adesanya. Uh, he he kind of crumbled. I felt like he crumbled under the pressure that Strickland was bringing with his relentless come forward swarming attack. It's too bad. But Dude, they gave Izzy one round. Like, imagine only yeah, one round what as round a champion. Was that? Like, what? Round two, I think. That, yeah, that's the only could one I could think. You could See, give him the fifth, maybe. Maybe. I, oh, I don't know. But, so, I gave him, on my initial watch, I gave him the second and the third, but I was also very drunk. And so I don't know. <laughs> um, I, also, I, I was also still reeling from that first round, so I was thinking, okay, the judges are going to be scoring it heavily in, like, Izzy's favor, so I just figured the third was close enough to give it to him. Or I was thinking how the judges might score it. I see. Okay. But they were they were actually very based. They had a, they only gave him a round. That's so wild. The only one that I saw clear for him was the second. That was it. Other than that, it looked like maybe yeah. I guess he had spots in the at the end of the fifth, but otherwise, I didn't really see anything definitive. Other than that, other than the second, I mean. I just know the person who bet like <clears throat> two hundred some thousand on Izzy winning was fucking just punching the air when he saw him get dropped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> must have been just must have been coming that first round when he saw him catch him with the shot and go. You, actually, so I know that's a bit of a weird segue, but how did how didn't the ref stop that? I honestly thought I, I was hundred percent. The, the chat was confused, and so was I. Yeah. 
Yeah, he ate what twenty or twenty five shots. He got just fucking his face rearranged. He was, do you know, more than the shots. It was the he was in that position, sort of up against cowering the cage. Against the cage. Like, yeah, yeah, cowering away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He turned his back, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Or he had his side turned, and he was up, kind of holding his head. Yeah, he tried to pre- so, like present a shoulder roll while protecting his face. <laughs> like he's, he's like, oh, Sean, this works. It. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I, I think so. Get stopped all the time, but I think. I think sometimes in championship fights, they want to see a guy go like properly out, or they want to make sure that the fight's definitely over. Well, didn't it get stopped sooner with um, the prayer <clears throat> fight, the first one? Well, he was really on shaky legs. Like he would, okay. he got he got hit by some much heavier shots because like mm-hmm. prayer is like a monster Sean, size. Sean Plus, caught yeah, him, he's, yeah. Sean caught him super clean, but he's not a very powerful puncher. Whereas prayer is dynamite in that left hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we were talking about in the chat mm-hmm. was either a different ref could have stopped it, would have stopped it, and that you you couldn't really be mad about it because it, like it looks it looked like he had checked out that position turning enough in that way that Izzy did like in boxing that's a sign like yeah. I'm done I don't want to continue but where in MMA turning your back like you could still do stuff on the back so it, it's a little different. But still, the only reason I was thinking that it it was okay to have let it continue was seeing him walk back to his corner. He looked okay. Uh, he wasn't too wobbly. He walked back to his corner, and he was communicating with them clearly, listening and acknowledging clearly. He So uh, he got hit clean, absolutely, enough to warrant a stoppage, and I wouldn't have been upset. But he looked okay. I thought he did it anyway. Afterwards, so I'm like, okay, well, he, lo- he looks okay afterwards. Yeah, yeah, but I, he I still, fine. I, I, you could have stopped it, yeah, and it I'm, would have been. Fine. I'm actually, I'm glad that they didn't because Absolutely. I think we'd be sitting here with was this a fluke discussion, and instead we got four more rounds. Was like, nope, there was no fluke. Sean was just yeah, way way better tonight. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard like the corner advice between rounds, but um, Sean's coach is like. We didn't come here to win a boring decision. Yeah. Go knock this cocksucker yeah. out. <laughs> Go knock, I, knock him the fuck shit, out. <laughs> We're not here to win fucking Dude, I, points. We're not here to win on fucking points. Just the way he said he had so much emphasis in the word. He's like, knock that cocksucker out. I was like, damn, bro. Uh, <laughs> Drip, uh, did you see his post-fight press conference? I didn't uh, no, see I the post-fight. It. Oh, my God. You guys need to make time to watch it. It's the funniest shit I've yeah. ever seen. He talks about shooting some dog at one point. Uh, he talks about how he loves the, the child abuse he got as a fa- from his father, and he's like, he's like, hey dad, thank you for thank you for abusing me and like turning me into the fighter I am today. Like that really paid off. Dude, wow. I can only imagine what his what his girlfriend goes through. He's fucking into that with girlfriend, Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> surely he's wanted for like chat, like you know domestic abuse case. He's a hundred percent a woman beater. Yeah, you you got to keep an eye on that kind of guy. <laughs> he, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you got to keep an eye on that guy for a few reasons, not just one. Yeah. He he's talked on the Joe Rogan podcast about holding a guy at gunpoint and like deciding yeah. at the last second not to kill him. He is, and it's not like a joke or anything. Like he is oh, no. seriously screwed up individual. <laughs> yes, he is. And then we castrate John Jones for headbutting a police car. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, double standards. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now, that silly shit. John Jones has a few lines of coke, maybe he stops a stripper. But Sean Gas Strickland station enhancement pills, and we're gonna tell him if he can't fight anymore? 
Come on. So what? What? So why he actually popped for steroids? I've got the inside scoop, guys. So he sniffed some coke that had been cut with Turinable. Oh. You know, he was just unlucky. He got some bad coke, you know. Oh, There's yeah. no way steroids. Absolutely. Oh, like that's what coke dealers do is they cut it yeah. with steroids all the time. Who among us? Yeah. Who? Who among us? Do you know from where? By the way, do you know from where he would have got it? Asking for yeah, yeah. Like, can you give us the exact <laughs> area so we can avoid it? Yeah, I'd that hate was to go disgusting. There. <laughs> where? What? What spots? Who? Who is the person that sells it? And what's? What's their number? <laughs> yeah, what's that man? <clears throat> All right. So, with that on two ninety three, congratulations to Strickland, you fucking lunatic. I'm here for it, baby. I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, wait. Just one, last, yeah. one last thing, real quick. Did you guys see um, the link RJ posted with like the Strickland edit? Where it's them, um, when he knocks Izzy, it's like the background yeah. eagle screeching in. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. There's a bit of a technical error here. Lost a bit of the sound, but to frame it for you, the conversation after the clip that RJ had posted in the chat about, like, you know, the eagle screeching and all that shit, we started moving into what's next for Sean, what's next for Adesanya, where we're gonna pick up is what is next for Strickland in particular. The part that got cut out was where we talk about what is next for Adesanya um, if the rematch is not the first thing that's going to happen. Uh, probably the rematch most likely take place in the US. The idea of Strickland possibly being put into another uh, more sellable high profile fight and having Adesanya sort out his situation with Duplessis and have them do a sort of uh, final eliminator, to put it in boxing terms. But we're going to pick back up right here with uh, what's next for Strickland. Regarding like how Sean loses the belt, whether it's <laughs> some <laughs> stupid crime he does or some shit he says, or who beats him, um, I guess who's in like rotation for like, a title shot next in that weight division? Duplessis. Yeah, Duplessis or, or Vic. Cannoneer. If if Vic. uh if Duplessis isn't uh healthy, Cannoneer would be next up. Cause I, I saw was it like um Costa was fighting uh Chemaev and then oh, one of those yeah. like, shot of the fight or something. With those, yeah, that, those two. That's another good nod. If if Shemaev wins, they might fast track him to a title. Um, I think I think it's smashed by Costa anyways. I know we disagree on this notion, but So here's the top five and the champion has not been adjusted on the UFC site. So they still have Adesanya as the champion. Obviously, that's Strickland. Strickland is listed as fifth. So I'm going to move up. Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa is at six. I'm just moving him to five. Vittori is four. Cannoneer is third. Whitaker is second. Duplessis is first. Wait, 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 wait. Why wouldn't they give Whitaker the shot? Isn't Whitaker, Whitaker and Strickland have fought lost. each other? Yeah, he's, he's coming off a loss to Duplessis. There's no way Whitaker gets Oh, shot. that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Whitaker lost to Duplessis. So yeah, I, no, I, I, no, I erased that from my mind. I didn't want so to So did think Chief, about that. right? Yeah, so, so, I, I, I was trying my hardest to erase it. Could you come and erase it for me, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry to reopen that scab there. I didn't mean to traumatize you like that. <laughs> you want to see some dog videos? That'll help you forget. <laughs> yeah, please, no. Yeah. Get us put on a list. Now, now go on, Leo. Send them. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, open up. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm an FBI informant, and you didn't know it. Uh, anything more on 293 before we move on to our preview section? All right, that's going to do it. Prediction points for our ultimate fucking coaches. Uh, Nathan, 35. Chief, 44. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, the previous card for the ninth was not favorable to Nathan at all. Um, he catch up to me recently. Like, because I was quite a while ahead. And then he got it within like a couple of points, but yeah. I got pulled out again. Two or three weeks ago, he caught up. I think he was within five. Oh. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. All oh. uh, right, let's see here. I'm going to switch windows because we have a few cards. You know what? I'm not. We, I'll just read them off. There's a few cards on the 15th in on the boxing side of things. So we'll go with least important to most. So in Tijuana, Mexico, Angel Fierro versus Brian Zamaripa. This is a lightweight fight. Erica Cruz versus Melissa Parker, super featherweight. Sabrina Perez versus <laughs> Sky Nicholson, featherweight. Hey, yeah. oh, let's go. I made sure to mention that one because yes. Is that, do we know if Eddie Hearns double books on that one? No, he does not double book on his girlfriend's. Yeah. Let's, so there's a showbox card in San Antonio, Texas. It is headlined by Rafael Pedrosa versus Ramon Cardenas, Super Bantams, Mirko Cuello versus Rudy Garcia, Featherweights, and Freudis Rojas versus Saul Bustos, Welterweights. And the there's a title fight on this night. So I'm kind of surprised that Bob Arum did not go for the 16th with this. But bottom up, Robson Concesal versus uh, Umberto Galindo, Super Feathers, Xander Zayas versus Rob, uh, Roberto Valenzuela, Super Welterweights, Jermaine Ortiz versus Anto Antonio... <coughs> Moran, lightweights, <clears throat> excuse me, and Luis Lopez, the IBF featherweight champion versus Joette Gonzalez. So that that's the only important fight on the 15th, but there's a fuckload of boxing on that day. So, you know, enjoy that. Uh, Joette continues to fail upwards somehow. <laughs> so congrats to him. On the 16th, however, Nathan and I were talking about this last week. This is the premier fight card of the night it's going to be headlined by alexa grasso the champion versus valentina shevchenko ranked first uh in flyweight so uh shevchenko is getting a rematch attempt on her championship now the significance of this is like uh, september 16th is mexican independence day so typically it's headlined by mexican fighters typically boxing but there is no boxing on this day. Alexa Grasso, the Mexican champion, gets to headline the Independence Day night of fights. So that's really great for her. It was Canelo, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, JCC Senior. Like you, you get the idea of like what kind of guys they typically put in those in that slot. Okay, so let's go from the bottom up of the UFC card. Fernando Padilla versus Kyle Nelson. These are featherweights. Daniel Zaluber versus Christos Giagos. 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 One of those three. Uh, lightweight. Uh, Raul Rosas, the face, is te versus Terrence Mitchell at bantamweight. Daniel Rodriguez versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Welterweights. Kevin Holland, ranked 13th, versus Jack Della Maddalena, 
14th at Welterweight and the aforementioned crossovers Shevchenko. Is there anything from the bottom before Kevin Holland that's worth going over? Rolu Rosas, maybe. I think he's okay. No, no, no he just lost. Is he? Huh? They're both coming Fizzy. off losses. Pons Nibio is always a fun watch. Yeah. He's crazy. Um, he does like crazy kicks and stuff. I recognize Christos Giagos. Who's he? It's lightweights. The Spartan. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh... Jesus, he's a chad, isn't he? Look at the state of that jaw. Is uh, Camboso's um... going to be there supporting? To 298 <laughs> other Greeks? Did yeah. you say Warbosis? <laughs> Warbosis. That's a good I've not heard that one before. If you keep the M in there, it's even more fun. <laughs> uh, mm, War, warm Bosos. Mm, ooh, spicy. Mid Bosos. <laughs> Raul Rosas versus Terrence Mitchell is interesting. Raul Rosas is interesting because of his, like, he has a very unique face. And uh, Terrence Mitchell, his last fight was on a fight night card. He he had, he was doing decently. He's one of those. Um, they were trying to put him up as like a high high level um, NCAA wrestler, collegiate collegiate wrestler. But his hand got pinned behind his back as, and he was just completely stuck. And yeah, he got submitted after that. So there's that. That's, that's kind of fun. <laughs> Raul Rosas is a Mexican fighter, if I'm not mistaken. He is he the just he fought man. super recently. Yeah, he did. He's... I remember. Where Where is that? April, oh, I guess he six. fought. He's he like he's like 18 as well, isn't he? I he's think. super young. Yeah. Yeah, he's contended this series, or is he the other one? I'm not sure what his. Oh my god! Next... He was born this. He was born. The month after Alls. No oh. kidding. Christ, look how ugly he is. I don't know if yeah. any. Like I said, he, he's built like Squidward's house. That's what his head looks like. <laughs> right, let's fucking. Like I said, I call him the face. I'll just pop it in regulars because he's doing yeah, like I, a I, I, hard oh, face. <laughs> That's so oh. unfortunate. What an unfortunate look. Paul, mom. He's already got the cauliflower ears, and he's not even 19. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. So Kevin Holland uh, most recently fought on July 29th, and he's already turning it around. Jack Della Madalena also fought recently before Kevin Holland, and he's back on a pretty short turnaround as well. Kevin Holland, 13th. That's it. That's a good fight, that because the Jack Della Madeleine is the Aussie guy, I think, right? They're yeah, pushing he him is. really hard. Um, they probably want him to be the next. They're trying to get another Aussie champ at the moment, basically. I think there's a huge boom going on out there. The They're UFC, investing in Australia heavily. Yeah, I, I think this is what similar to what we've seen with Mexico with the UFC PPI being put out there. I think they, they want Jack to be the next champion, or they want him to be a star anyway. I can. Does he beat Holland yet, Nathan? Uh, absolutely not. Holland's winning. Yeah. The I thing think... is, if they fight in like five fights time, I think Jack does win. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a little bit soon for him, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. could say. I think Holland's got so much experience, though. I don't know, man. Like, unless he physically starts declining, which I don't think that's happened yet, I think he'd have this guy's number for a minute. Mm. Yeah, actually, Madalena was the... We had him... I put him up on the on our socials with your... With, actually, Chief, with your voiceover about uh, him. I don't... Oh, it was up the last one yeah, we did. Yeah, the last time uh, Madalena was, was up. Yeah, because we thought I might die before like the last uh, appearance, right? Or have we done an episode since then? Uh, we've we've gone since. Uh, I'm alive anyway. That's you know that's a positive thing. <laughs> Are we going to do predictions for this card now, Leo? Or yeah, do... no, it's up to you guys. I'm down there, and you down. Yeah, let's do it. I'm assuming let's... that Apex. Two Apex fights. I have the Apex on the 23rd, and that's it. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume Nathan's going with Kevin Holland here. Yes, sir. <laughs> Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko. That's a tough one to call. Um, Shevchenko. I can't. She's so good at Strava. How are you going to... And she's a good kicker. I'm a sucker for a good kicker. I'm going to go with Grasso. Wow. I don't like picking at Shevchenko, but... You already did that once. I... I... I know. Well, I mean, we picked against Grosso. Uh, we were right, still riding Shevchenko then, but I think like she looked so. I think she's hit the wall here. Like she's kind of, you know, sometimes this fight game will catch up with people quickly, and I think I think it's caught up to her, unfortunately. So I think Grosso holds on to that title. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. <clears throat> um, let me see. Before the 23rd or the 22nd. There is a Pro Box card on the 20th. It's worth checking out. Because they're fun. On the 22nd, Friday, in Bangkok, Thailand, at the Lumpini Boxing Stadium. Jesus. Rotong Gong Non This is the best you're going to get. Versus Superlek Kiat Munine. These are Muay Thai flyweights. Rotong is like the fucking bee's knees in the Muay Thai world, so uh, definitely worth checking out. And uh, Superlek is one of those one of those guys that's a, a phenom climbing climbing the contender ladder. Alright, the 23rd, we have Bellator 299. That's in Dublin, Ireland. The headline is uh, Johnny Eblen, the champion versus Fabian Edwards. Yes, he is related to Leon. And now, in Las Vegas at the Apex. From the bottom up, somebody stop me if you need to talk about one of them. Dan Argetta versus Miles Johns. Brian Battle versus AJ Fletcher. Those are Bantam and Welterweight. Uh, Tim Means versus Andre Fialo. That's Welterweight. Tim Means, I remember his name. Hold up, is that Andre Fialo you mean? Versus him. Versus who? Is that who you mean, is that who you mean Leo? Tim Means. Who did you say he was fighting? Uh, Tim means. means versus Andre Fialo. Is it not Andre Fialo, maybe? Let me double check because myself. He's, he's a featherweight. He fought like a couple months ago. He's he's a featherweight as Andre Fialo. And Andre Fialo um, from Portugal. Oh, Fialo. Let's see who you are. Nathan, should we call a truce and just both pick Tim Means because the man is 39 years old? And... Yeah. 
he's gonna be I'll doing. Ride. It for, <laughs> I'll where. ride with I'll ride with Tim with you. Yeah, um, he's from so for the you you three Americans here, Wilburton, Oklahoma. What sort of place is that? Oh, oh. oh fucking shithole. <laughs> I've probably <laughs> I've probably taken shits bigger than fucking that place. You said Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. That's all you have here. <laughs> It fights out of Albuquerque, New Mexico now, which isn't New Mexico a bit of a crazy state, or is Albuquerque a bit crazy? Albuquerque, yes. Mm. Uh, it's a lot of um, reservation for the natives, and Albuquerque has a lot of nat natives as well. Uh, but there is a big MMA scene in Albuquerque. A lot of people fight out of there. I think it's just combat sports in general, because Austin Trout fought out of there as well. Um, BKFC has they put a lot of their events in albuquerque and it, it, it does numbers for whatever that's worth but it's not as crazy as like breaking bad makes it seem <laughs> there's no pizza on the roof yeah i i have relatives that live there i haven't seen them in a while but yeah it's it's that's not how it is <laughs> do, is, do you have any kind of tradition where you just like do that yourself like just throw Pizza order pizza roof. just throw on your roof yeah <laughs> you got like a, a like a, a city holiday to just take off work and do that i'd have to ask him i'm sure i'm sure it is it has to be with today's pizza prices i don't know man the lady who owns that house has put up a lot of walling fencing signage saying fuck right the fuck off away from my house I don't blame her, dude. Imagine, like, every morning you go outside, there's a pizza on your roof. It's just gotta get annoying. <laughs> like, she doesn't even like people ask, even if you ask her, like, I will go up and get it and take it with me. Like, I, you don't have to clean anything up. And, like, <laughs> just, just, I just want to do it. That's it. And I'll clean up after myself and everything. I'll even fucking pay you. But no, she doesn't, she doesn't want to be bothered. Why buy the house then? What the fuck? That's, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Let's I'm be honest, just tell the bitch. That's like, uh, see, those are like the the idiot people that buy uh, mega mansions on the edge of a golf course, and they're mad when people get their windows broken. Yeah, like, it's like okay, you, you buy a moved golf in course, next bitch. to the golf course. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> Pizza on the roof. That's great. Okay, so we were at the Tim Means. Uh, the whole crew's riding with Tim Means. Bryce Mitchell versus. Dan Ige, oh, easy one. Yeah, this is very easy. We're gonna be both on Bryce Mitchell. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> once again, and Fizzy versus Gavron Matus. Oh, you need to go first on this, Chief. I need to have a think about this. Okay. You just trying to see how stupid I'm gonna go to see. <laughs> <laughs> Can I one up the dumbassery? Fizzy's just oh, fuck's sake. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Nathan's logic for him. I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> Instead of gaming it out. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to give it all to him. Tell you what, I, I'll I'll make a prediction. Give me a oh, fuck. I don't know what year these guys I'm, are. I only know Fizzy. I'll, I'll take I'll name, take so. Raphael. I'll take Raphael Fizzy. Uh, I'll take. Uh, do you know what? I'll take Gamrot then. Give me Gamrot too, fuck it. Alright, here we go. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. But yeah, I, I was gonna there. go with Fizzeev <laughs> just because I recognize the name and that's really it. Yeah, he's a, so they're both sort of the same style of fighter. They're both sort of like similar age experience and like... Fizzeev fought Vittori not too long ago. That's no, I, he didn't. He didn't? No. 
He didn't fight Vitori, he's much too small for Vitori. Who the fuck am I thinking he of? Fought, he fought Fizzy. Dariush. Oh, no, 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 no. He fought Gaethje. He fought Gaethje. That's right. Fizzy okay. Yeah. fought Gaethje on the... Was it the Leon card, I think? The Usman Leon rematch? The one in the UK, I mean. Uh, was it... You know that UK card they did? It's in March, yes. Yes, the one in yeah, March. That's yeah. the one. I think they fought on that card, if I remember right. That's, yeah, that's where I remember him from. Um, yeah, that's it. It's Fizzy versus Gaethje. Um, that is it for the UFC MMA previews. You guys don't want to pick on Johnny Eblen versus Fabian Edwards? <laughs> With a name like Johnny, throw me off for Johnny. All right, let's switch back to boxing. After the 16th, on the 20th, we have the Pro Box card. On the 23rd, in London, we have the rematch. Jile Zhang versus Joe Joyce. This is the interim WBO heavyweight championship. Has Joe Joyce fought left-handed sparring partners? Finally. Because he didn't seem to understand what to do with a left-hander. I hope so. And just like side note. With Zhang being from China, I hope Sean Strickland's at like the press conference or like ringside for this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Strickland I, have a field day. <laughs> do, do you know how much more money I would pay for a pay-per-view to have optional Sean Strickland commentary on all my fights? Oh my god. Plus plus twenty five on the price, and I'll take 100%, it. Hundred percent, yeah. not a problem. Oh, back to the fight though. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope George always kind of has some adjustments and bring in some more southpaw sparring partners. But we've been wrong before. Yeah. I still don't expect... I expect this to go similarly, but uh, not as quickly. It The things are not going to fall apart for Joe Joyce as quickly as they did. But I, I don't expect him later. to win. Yeah, I don't expect them to win. Just two old heads cracking at it. Yeah. It's unfortunate for Joyce. Like, he showed his ceiling already before getting anything meaningful. Like as far as uh, paydays or something goes. I mean, he took Daniel Dubois' soul, the failed Frank Warren project, so... That's right, Dubois is with Don King now, isn't he? Uh, no, he, w- he was, because he, he was with him when he got when he got ripped mm-hmm. off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. stupid saying that. <laughs> it's a redundant comment, isn't it? Yeah. Probably um, with Don King for a fight. Stupid idea. There's another guy, um, Vanez Martirosian who stepped in to fight uh, Golovkin like last minute when uh, Canelo popped for Clembuterol. So yeah. Martirosian was was with Don King at the time. So, and he had it had been like a decent a decent string of fights for him, but he got the Golovkin payday which, you know, is bigger than most. And yeah, he's like, "What the like Don King fucking screwed me. What the hell? Like dude, what did you expect?" You- you mean to tell me the con artist con somebody? Yeah. Fucking color me surprised. <laughs> surprised, bro. Yeah. Uh, Stavern also had an issue. I don't know if he is, but just back when he was, he was with Don King. And that was, he was another one. I couldn't believe it. I thought, you know, I thought those days were behind him. Buddy, buddy, buddy. I don't, I, I didn't expect you to be that naive. I thought he only ripped Tyson off. That was it. There was nobody else before or after. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Don King stays ripping people off. 
What was the what's the Tyson quote? Ali made him. Also, no, somebody made him. Ali maintained him, and like I'm gonna break. It. Tyson said something like that. I remember when he was uh, having problems with Don King. And there's that. Have you seen that interview as well where he tells him to, like take his hand off him? He like runs out of the interview and like rips it all off. He was in that. I don't know which one you're talking about, but I definitely have I'll, to uh, it, check it out. It's only a, it's only a small clip, but the, basically Tyson and uh, Don King are doing like a live duel interview. Out, it's outside, if I remember rightly. And like um, Don King starts touching him at some point, or like trying to calm him down, and Tyson just like flips. I have seen uh, Mike Tyson have interviews where he looks at whoever and was like, "You need to leave this room." Yeah. Or else I'm gonna like rip your fucking head off. Yeah, he, Tyson talked about this on the Vlad TV, didn't he? Uh, ch- beating up Don King and chasing him down on the freeway in New York. <laughs> can you imagine being? A, can you imagine being anyone else in a car on that day around them as that was happening? You see Mike Tyson <laughs> get out of a car and chase Don King, and fucking beat him up on the freeway. There's other fights, obviously, on the Jang Joyce rematch. Um, nothing that stood out to me, so. Mm-hmm. But on the same day, uh, I ex- expect later in the day for us here in the U.S. at the Caribe Royal Royale Orlando in Orlando is Richardson Hitchens versus Jose Cepeda. So that's a fun. That that's a. I think to me that's a really good step up for Hitchens. Mm-hmm. Um, these are 140s uh, super lights, and they're all right. Um, Hitchens is he's pretty good, and Zapata's a good step up, so that's fun. That'd be a fun scrap. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting uh, Hitchens to take it f- to go late, probably a decision win because Zapata is pretty mm-hmm. tough. Uh, there's also Jessica McCaskill, uh, welterweight fight for three of the four belts, Sands IBF versus Sandy Ryan, and Austin. Ammo Williams for Steve Rolls at middleweight. <sighs> That's it for the previews here in the boxing side. Uh, so, a little bit of chatter. On October 27th, uh, Amanda Serrano is back. Or, Amanda Serrano is back. Uh, the big thing that they were making a point of is that this is going to be uh, 12 by 3 because it's a championship fight. So, no, it, women's fights are typically 10 by 2s. This is not. The uh, men's fights are 12 by 3. So, that's what Serrano's doing. It's definitely going to be mm-hmm. to Serrano's favor. I think when this was announced, I remember in Discord, the majority of people saying, like, if, it was, if that was the case when she fought Katie Taylor, she probably would have won. Take that to mean what you will. I'm, I'm not entirely certain I agree with it, but mm-hmm. what ifs. So, that's fun. Um, that's going to be on a Friday. And the next day, on the 28th, Oshaki Foster is back versus Eduardo Hernandez. This is going to be in Cancun. It's a 130 title fight for the WBC. I don't know if we talked about it in depth, but we mentioned it last week. The Canelo Charlo undercard was released a while back. And the. What was it? They already had like press conferences and stuff like that just for the undercard. Just because of like, these are really awesome fights. So the kickoff of the pay per view is going to be Elijah Garcia versus Jose Resendez. These are two middleweights. Elijah is like one of those small town, small town guys 
he I think he fights out of LA now or, or San Diego or something. But uh, Jose Resendiz recently beat Jared Hurd in uh, Jared Hurd's like third or fourth attempt at a comeback. Jordanis Ugas is back versus Mario Barrios. Uh, I expect, yeah, I really expect the Keith Thurman comparisons to come out. If I'm assuming that Ugas <laughs> is going to win, I think it's yeah, I'd probably bet on Ugas honestly. It's weird, like Barrios is like kind of caught in the middle. Like he's really big for 140. It's kind of weird for him, but I'm expecting Ugas to win, and then the Thurman talk to be right there, following up. And Jesus Ramos was supposed to be on the July 29th card. He got pulled for an injury, and now he's fighting Erickson Living. It's got to be autocorrect. Erickson Lubin at 154. So that's going to be the co-main. I think it's exciting. Jesus Ramos is from Casa Grande, Arizona. So naturally, I'm going to support him. But Casa Grande is a very dismal, very sad place to be from. (laughs) If I were to say that Ramos is carrying Castle Grand on his back. I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. Is it a heavy weight or is it a light? I don't know. But he's, yeah, he, he carries the hope of the city on his back. This is quite the phenomenal card. Like, I didn't think we could get yeah, right? more from boxing this year. And we're getting delivered one of the best cards I can remember, like top to bottom. Yep. Garcia Resendez is an awesome fight. These two guys are both solid contenders that are just breaking into the mainstream. Mainstream as far as boxing is concerned. So they're, this is like striking while the iron is really hot for both of them. Really good fight. I'm excited for it. Ugas, I'm surprised he's still going. He's getting old. He's getting up there. So it's about time in it, I think. I yeah. think he's made some okay money in his last couple of fights as well. So Pacquiao, probably... Spence. Spence. Yeah. yeah. Probably got a good payday from them. So that's good. Uh, Barrios stays being that solid B side, so you know my he he has a special place in my heart just for that. And uh, Ramos, obviously. That's it for the Canelo Charlo Charlo undercard news. A lot of the daring to be great interviews coming out for Charlo. Shakur Stevenson versus Frank Martin is off. Ooh. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, so the word on the street was to give a timeline for everybody. They were given a deadline, which was, uh, I believe, September 5th, to have a deal on the table or the WBC, which this is this would have been for the vacant title as Devin Haney's moving up. They were They had to September 5th to have a deal on the table or it would be called to a purse bid. And then I think just before either like the morning of or the day before, Frank Martin's team, Shakur Stevenson's team, Shakur being top ranked, Frank Martin being aligned with PBC, they told WBC like, hey, we, we have a, we're coming to the table in good faith, you know, handshake agreement. We're, we'll get, some, we have something in the works. It's all but done. And not to just a few days ago, Frank Martin just refused refused to sign the final contract. That was it. Was just his signature, and he chose not to. So, you know, say yeah. Is this a ducky situation? It sure uh, looks like one, smells like one, acts like one. So, 
I don't know what Lock to say. Yeah, we said Lock the same shit about Crawford when he he um, dropped the ball on the Spence fight. Like, what was it like last November? Mm-hmm. So, like Frank Martin, I he doesn't get a pass from me. Like, <clears throat> you fucking refuse to sign the contract, dog. Like, that's you're clearly indicating you don't want to fight him. The only way this makes sense is that if he's received a contract from Tank. That's the only way this makes sense. Yeah. Because he was purported to make, oh, like a million dollars off this fight. Career high, for the record. I mean, I, I don't know why you don't, why you turn that down unless you have something like Tank in the cards. The, yeah, and he was going to go off network. He was going to go fight on ESPN. The thing is, that, that was actually something similar to what I was thinking was that somebody from the PBC side of the house said, hey, we got, we can get you bigger money, a bigger fight to, if you just, if you don't leave, stay in the Showtime ecosystem instead. We'll get you something bigger than that. The other one, 135, well, there aren't any other 135 belt holders at the moment, so not really sure. Maybe it's a vacant title fight with someone else. Tank. It's, I guess it's got to be Tank, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, maybe if not next, maybe after he rematches uh, Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. Rest in peace, Cruz. Oh, man. It's really unfortunate. I I, I really like Frank Martin. So I, I hope there's now, something now, really how, bigger in the works. How is this fight being off now affect uh, the fight between Fury and Usyk in the future? <laughs> How does this affect Lomachenko's legacy? <laughs> Honestly, I think um, they were talking about. I I don't know. It was just one of the speculation articles that Shakur versus Lomachenko could be next. Hold on a second. Let me pull up the WBC rankings. I heard Loma was out for the rest of this year. Yeah, and that he was going to come back against Cambosis next year. That's what it was. It wasn't Shakur. It was Cambosis. That's the. That's the speculation, the speculative fight. Okay, so the lightweight championship is vacant. Shakur is first, Martin is second, Lomachenko's third, Isaac Cruz fourth, William Zapata's fifth, uh, Edwin De Los Santos is sixth. Who? That's the one that Shakur was up next. Might have been up next for Shakur for the vacant shot. Uh, Jermaine Ortiz is 7th, uh, Shuichiro Yoshino is ninth or 8th, Raymond Moritaya is ninth, and Cambosos is 10th. Let's see, um, Yoshino, Stevenson already beat the Christ out of him. Uh, Moritaya doesn't stand better, much better of a chance than that. Jermaine Ortiz, likewise, doesn't stand much better of a chance. Zapata, neither. Mm, nope. Uh, De Los Santos, uh, I like the guy, but I don't think so. And Isaac Cruz, eh, maybe. He has a better shot than anyone else, but it's not necessarily a high bar to get over. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really seeing a whole lot standing in the way of Shakur dominating 135. Yeah, no, he cleans it out pretty easily. Maybe Ryan Garcia. Uh -huh. Honestly, just bring back Luke Campbell. Leave Luke alone as retired. <laughs> He's a good man. He won an Olympic gold medal. Leave him alone. He's a good man. What was it that um, Chris Eubank was saying? Or no, Kel Brook himself 
like when they were talking to him on the on the at ringside, he was like, "Oh well, I'm watching because I'm probably gonna be fighting one of whoever wins." Kelbrook. Mm. Yeah, Kelbrook. With two with two broken eyes. Yep, same. One and the same. Bro, my man, he's, he looks left and right at the same time. Who is he going to fight next? You, you, you're talking mad outside of your mouth there about Kel Brook while I'm in the conversation. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what if I told you I'm a big AJ fan? Uh, I'm not old. It's like, that's not going to impress me. I tried my best. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm a bit, big Brook fan. Kel Brook. I don't know. He could. Liam Smith wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, they've talked about talking. Yeah. Uh, fine. That'd be, before, a, that'd be a fun fight. Yeah, that would be good. But otherwise, I think that's gonna wrap it up for the boxing and MMA side of the previews. Is there any news that I missed? Because there's typically a lot. Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. I think you got it all. Oh, yeah. Lock covered. Yeah. yeah. Man, this is gonna be a, uh, a massive episode. Oh yeah. Oh, pardon wait, the wait, wait, pardon wait. the pun, it's gonna be a beefy episode. Hmm. I, I have a very quick last minute addition. So you remember how the the WBC did that whole final eliminator meme to get Wilder and Reese to fight and they called it off? <laughs> yeah. They've switched it now. Now Joshua versus Wilder is their final eliminator for Fury's belt. Oh, lovely! That, that so it didn't brother. work with Wilder and Ruiz. The fuck makes you think it's gonna work with them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just want to throw that in there. Does just... that mean there's a real chance of Wilder Fury four? I think so. Yeah. They're, yeah, oh. it's it's in the cards. I think Fury. Fury I think it's gonna. To, Fury would retire. Yeah, but he'll come back. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Fury retires after Nganu, then comes back for the press conference against the winner of Wilder AJ, then retires again. He retires in the post fight press conference, and on Monday, that retirement again in training camp for Wilder. Yep. (laughs) Well, gents, I think that's going to do it. For us here at the ultimate fucking B sides. All right, parting words, Chief. Hit us off first. Send us off. Sean Strickland, I salute you, brother. Thank you for doing this for us, white, straight, <laughs> racist man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! I need to see if Sean Strickland's on cameo, and we could get him saying "fuck Tyson Fury." Oh. I'll totally chip in for I'll that. Pay. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, I'll chip in for that. Uh, if he is, I'm, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> but you know what we should do? Since Sean loves talking so much, just run all his press conferences through like Chat GPT and just have it spit it out. I'm sure it could get pretty close. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Or, hear me out, guys. What we're gonna do next week is we're gonna sit down. And we're gonna go on a YouTube Sean Strickland interview watching binge, and then we're gonna discuss and analyze the best bits after. Oh Jesus! I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Take my whole day to watch Sean Strickland bits. I'm with it. <laughs> Nathan, drip. 
Parting words. Parting words. Go Big Bang Zang. How about that? I'll take it. Hashtag get it back Tuesday. Hashtag <laughs> fuck Tyson Fury. Yes. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's really all I got today, honestly. Go oh. Sean Strickland. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Um, praise be to him. Praise be to our Lord Strickland. Um, that's that's the name of the propane company in King of the Hill. Strickland Propane. Strickland propane? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, MMA and MMA accessories. I forgot to mention the very bad merch that I, that we got going on now. Well, we got merch. Yeah. Yeah. It's... But where's the... Yeah, my lawyer will be sending that fucking contact over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's on it's on the site lvxmedia.net. Um, then at the top at the top bar, there's a little uh, shop or store. I don't remember what it says, but yeah, the designs are pretty limited. So you know, if somebody has some better editing skills than I do, let me know. Oh. What else? What else? What else? Um, the phone number that's in the outro. It's not just calls. You can text as well if you prefer. Um, either way. If you're worried about us uh, mocking your voice. Yeah, which I would. So there's that. <laughs> but, yeah, <same>. uh, <laughs> but still, um, yeah. If there's anything you want to you want to us to discuss or anything that you want to give an opinion on, I would more than love to hear it. All right, if there's nothing else, gentlemen, that's going to be the end of the ultimate fucking B-sides. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. It was a good one. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Until next time. Bye. Okay, guys. See you. All right, guys. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net.